the World Health Organization reports that the share of the population aged 60 or older increased to 1 billion in 2020 and is projected to climb to 1.4 billion as of 2050. By 2050, the world's population aged 60 and older will double to 2.1 billion. The world's population of people 80 years or older is expected to triple between 2020 and 2050 to reach 426 million. Liddell Hill is someone who is committed to slowing down the effects of aging. He's a molecular health specialist, life coach, and fitness trainer. His passion for health, wellness, and fitness has spanned over the last 50 years and is rooted in a unique knowledge of ancient bioavailable herbal remedies coupled with modern science and nutrition. It's an approach that's been sought after by celebrities such as Steve Harvey and prominent athletes and everyday people alike. Hill joined me this week to talk about his passion for fitness, wellness, and paying it forward to ensure that all people have the knowledge and are exposed to this healthier way of living. I'm Kevin McShan, led to this conversation. So, Lionel, if you're ready, I'll take a moment to welcome you to the program. And I'm super excited to be with you this afternoon to learn all about your journey in health, fitness, and wellness. Great, great to be with you this afternoon, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, buddy, no problem. And I know that uh, your professional journey and mission is to try and help people slow down the effects of aging, so I would want... I would love it if you could tell me all about the great work that you do, Bonnie. Okay. Well, um, I started this journey around age 8 to 10. I really started learning about the herbs at age 5. But around 8, 10, I knew that there was something to this because I constantly gravitated to what my grandfather was teaching me. And my grandfather always taught me about consuming the natural products or the natural plants that I'm surrounded by to help me to be the best that I can be in reference to my growth, strength, stamina. Because growing up on the farm, that is that is needed you to be strong when you grow up as a child. You know, yeah. you're doing a lot of farm work. You 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 know, there's a lot of whatever from cows, chickens to I would say just planting. Uh, corn and, and harvesting. You have to be strong. So in order to be strong, 
it, it depends on what you are consuming. And I didn't really understand that nor know that when I was at that age because it didn't interest me. But now that I'm older, I understand that everything you put in your mouth have to have a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, I know that you're a founder of a juice company, Bali, called To Juice, uh, which focuses on the taste of the earth and herbal uh, supplements. So I'm wondering if you could tell me all about it. I have a I have a few uh, things that I've uh, dibbled and dabbed in over the last 30 years. I have herbal formulas that I've created, put together, been practicing herbs all my life. And I have two different juice companies. I have one called Chuse, which is the first chewable juice in the country. And the reason why I created that is because that's the first stage of digestion is to chew. When you chew, you release an enzyme in the saliva called amylase, which breaks down complex carbohydrates. That's the first product. The second product I have is called a dendritic smoothie. Now, the dendritic smoothie has a a formula put together that would help the gallbladder, your liver. You know, you have three phases in the liver, your digestive system, the pancreas, everything to purge. And when your organs start purging, they secrete an abundant amount of enzymes. When they secrete the enzymes that is necessary, that is the first step to bringing your body back into balance. So I call it the dendritic smoothie. It's, it's kind of a bioavailable nutrients, kind of like the juice, but it has different forms of herbs that helps your organs to start purging to do its job. Yeah, and I'm also wondering your definition and how you achieve optimal health, buddy. What does that look like for you? Optimum health is starts from the inside. So what you have to do, if you're searching for optimum health, you have to find out what your deficiency is. And your deficiency lies with what you feel like on a daily basis and what you look like on a daily basis. If you wake up and you got skin abnormalities, then you have a deficiency that your body requires to get clean the blood from gunk and necrotic debris, which is dead cells. So you have cleaner skin because that's the largest organ. And it's just, you know, hypothetically speaking on that particular um, um, space, your skin. But now you got people that have brain abnormalities. So there's a magnesium deficiency. Magnesium is the most abundant mineral and it's found in the brain. Your brain's about 60 percent fat. So you have to start addressing certain abnormalities that you yourself feel that you're starting to have as you age. When you understand that, then that's when you go in and uh, execute that that particular space in your health. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also wondering if we can circle back to your time uh, growing up on the farm. What do you think you've learned the most uh, during your time growing up on the farm about living living life to the principles that you adopt today? What I've learned the, probably the most that I've, that, uh, that if, if I'm understanding your question correctly, that applies to today is that everything that my grandfather taught me, and my grandfather, by the way, couldn't rewrite or drive. He was part Native American and he, I grew up on a farm 
He only knew how to drive a team of mules and a tractor. And he taught me how to live off the land. Well, in today's time, if we don't go back to living off the land, then we are going to have some form of chronic or debilitating illnesses because we're depending on man-made chemical compounds. And sometimes these man-made chemical con uh, compounds disrupt our body's balance or homeostasis. So what he taught me back then at the age that I'm at today, I see a lot of abnormalities in people every single day when I'm going wherever I go to gas station, supermarket, it doesn't matter. Everyone's facing some form of a health abnormality. Yeah, and to that point, the work that you do uh, in bioavailable uh, remedies uh, has a large reach. I know that you work with a whole bunch of different people on uh, uh, nutrition and health and wellness. So tell me about the, uh, the, the big reach that your work has been able to impact people and how proud you are of it, buddy. I'm curious. Well, the gentleman, and we all know, his name's Steve Harvey. I've been knowing Steve and been around Mr. Harvey. We call him H uh, for, I would say, 10 years now. So whenever he gets into a situation with his health, he has a tendency to come to me and we work together. He had a let's let's go back about a year and a half ago. He had a herniated disc and it took him off of filming for a few days, a couple of days. So he calls me up and he says, Liddell, can you come out to California. I'm going to fly you out to California and spend a week with me because I got to heal myself. I got to get back, you know, filming. So I went out and I put him on a protocol. And within a week, his pain subsided and he was shooting. But it was all natural. Um, Lenny Kravitz, he wanted me to put him on a good quality plant-based protein uh, protocol to help him gain some weight. And he's one of the many few I've I've worked with Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta and I have been friends for over 20-something years. And Sanjay and I met at CNN. And he came from a medical establishment, as we all know. I came from the background of learning from my grandfather on the holistic side. So we just started sharing our notes and what we have learned, medical establishment, what I learned from my grandfather. Came together and just shared information. Before you know it, I'm helping with Sanjay. Uh, keep his health in check and his wife. Um, and, you know, and, and that's just a, a few of the celebrities. I'm not really big on accolades and all the people that I work with, but I am here for everyone because I feel like that everyone's the same. Health doesn't care if you're a big time celebrity or, you know, someone, your neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I am also uh, wanting your opinion on the importance of, of, of paying it forward because you've developed a platform. So, and I know that education and health education is important to you. So talk to me about uh, the importance of paying it forward. Uh, the uh, plan it forward? Yeah. In reference, uh, to your, in reference to your health, you're saying? Yeah, and, and helping other people sort of maximize their uh, potential when it comes to health. How important is it for you to pay it forward? Pay it forward in terms of your knowledge base, buddy. 
planning forward to me is understanding when you get a certain age, let's say you hit 30. What I would like people to understand is when you hit 30, everything changes from when you was in your 20s. When you hit 40, everything changes from when you was in your 30s and so on and so on. So understanding this, you have to understand like you understand how your car functions. If you put gas in it, it's going to run a certain way. You can put regular, medium, and premium. You can change the oil. You can do all these different things so you can make sure you get from point A to point B. You have to start, and we have to have that mindset where we have to start treating our bodies, if not better than our vehicles, to get us from point A to point B. So I recommend and suggest a lot of us listeners out there and viewers that we have to go back to the essence of what our creator has provided for us because there's a lot on this earth that we can consume naturally that can keep us out of harm's way as we age. Yeah, absolutely. And Liddell, I, I, in the work that you do, I, I'm curious if you have a motto of life that you live by, but if you have something that you aspire to as a motto? You know, what ins are you saying? What inspires me? Is it, I'm, I'm, if I'm hearing this correctly, yeah. What, Expi what, 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 kind of, what kind of a life motto do you live by? Do you have one? Yes, I do. The model that I live by is I pay very, very close attention to nature because I'm very in tune to nature and I'm very in tune to animals. And an animal goes through the elimination stages in the mornings. Every animal, if you have a dog, if you have a cat, they all go through this elimination stage. That's one model that I live by. I had rather eliminate than put something in my system that's going to slow me down throughout the day. And this is just for me. So understand this. If I eat a big breakfast, which we are conditioned to consume, how much energy is that? Well, 80% is to break down the food. 7% is your heart has got to have it. Moving around is another metabolically active area. The brain's about two and a half to three pounds. It requires about 25% of the body's energy. So if I'm stuffing myself with breakfast, don't you think that I'm going to be tired and lethargic before I even get started with the day? Or it's better for me to go through my elimination stages in the morning. Drink plenty of water. I drink about a half a gallon of water before 12 o'clock because I want to make sure that I'm helping my digestive system my kidneys, everything to eliminate. So that's the protocol, and that's how I live my life, is going through elimination. So one of the most important things you as an individual need to focus on and do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, um, I always say pride and ownership, whether it comes to your health or uh, material, material possessions is important, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I tell a lot of people, because obviously, you know, some of the people that I work with, health takes precedence over any and everything else in life. And when you start living by that code, I feel like that's the closest connection and communication and relationship that you have with your creator. Yeah, it's, it's different for everyone, but it, it, you have to start with a commitment to it, don't you? Absolutely. And, and Liddell, I'm also wondering whether you believe in 
positive momentum when it comes to health and fitness. And what I mean by that is whether you set goals to make sure that you can reach a certain level of personal expectation when it comes to health and fitness. So do you believe in, in personal and, and positive momentum when it comes to health? Absolutely. But it's more of a habit forming. You know, you have to form a habit. If, if you set a goal and say, for instance, if there's a car that you want, you're going to do everything in your power to probably achieve. So you're able to buy that car or house or whatever procession materialistic things that, that are out there that you really, truly want. You focus, you zero in and you focus on it. So for me, it's my health. And I would advise all the listeners and viewers out there that that same protocol can give you the momentum that is necessary for your health. So start as, as make it a habit, just one habit a, a week, one hour a week, make a habit that relies or, or refers to your health. If you just do that alone, then it's going to become a lifestyle, a lifestyle. And that's going to start creating that momentum that you need. And Adela, I'm staring at your shirt, buddy. That's a very vibrant uh, way of expressing yourself. So I'm curious about your fashion sense, buddy, and where it comes from. You know, I have none. I'm, I'm, I was born in the '60s, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you can call me a tree. I've heard I've been called tree hugger. Steve Harvey calls me uh, tree bark. Because I'm I'm one of the individuals that are from the earth. I, I have my own style. I, I'm very creative in my mind. That's how I created a lot of my formulas. So that obviously plays a role in the way I dress. Yeah, absolutely. And if you were to give a speech about being motivated about of taking ownership over your health, I, I'm wondering what sort of uh, principles or message you would deliver in that speech? Take care of your gut. That would be the most, that would, that would be what I would express the most. Take care of your gut and your liver. That, that to me is the most important message that I could give anyone is your liver because your liver is probably one of the hardest working organs in the body. And we abuse it. We completely abuse it. And it does so much for us. So just do 20 to 30 percent and think about your, your liver. Things that you can't see. You can't see your liver. You can't see your pancreas. You can't see any of these organs. Just pick one and say, you know what? I'm going to do some research and I'm going to take care of this one particular organ. If you do that alone, you're going to see a whole shift in your health. Yeah, absolutely. That, that again, goes back to the passion and purpose of your life, doesn't it? Well, it, it, for my life, yes. But you've gone through this COVID epidemic like everyone else has. So it's kind of a wake-up call. We can't ignore it anymore. It's a lot of things going on in today's society. And we have to now be passionate about feeling good, quality of life, and looking our best. Don't you yeah. agree? 
Yeah, 100%. And you uh, uh, led me to my next question. I'm also uh, fascinated to ask you about perspective in life in terms of how you define a fulfilling life and your uh, way of celebrating the wins in life. How do you celebrate the wins that you have in life? Well, the wins for me, the wins in my life is, is, is helped change in an individual's health. But for the average person or a person that I don't know, I feel like that there's a lot of brain abnormality issues going on today. As you know, anxiety, depression, because of it could be social media, it could be the news. It's a lot going on. I, I personally feel and know and as a, have experienced, if you give your body what it needs, we have what they call the sympathetic nervous system. You got the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, fight, flight. We are more subjective to the fight side, which is the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic. So that being said, we, we, we live in our lives with anxiety and depression. If we just give our bodies some of the natural compounds that our creator has given us, what it will do, it will tone down our minds, our sympathetic nervous system, so we can even feel and see what it is that the creator wants us to do in life. Yeah, and Liddell, uh, you, you piqued my interest to ask this follow-up question. I'm going to share just a little bit about myself. I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. It simply means that I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally. And one of the tenets that I live my life by is that inclusion is the gateway to independence. And I, I firmly believe that we all have a story to tell, and we deserve a platform to tell it. So I'm wondering your thoughts on the definition of inclusion for all uh, individuals in society uh, to be valued. So what's your definition of inclusion? I feel like that every one of us, even, even for what your condition is, we can always enhance what we have and bring our bodies back into balance the best of our ability if we get out there and search so for you and for others out there we have to search like you're telling me that you don't have enough you know one of the side effects is not enough oxygen to your legs am i hearing you correctly that's correct yeah so what would an individual such as yourself do to increase more oxygen flow to the areas that is necessary in a natural form. Well, for, for me, uh, I did this yesterday. I tried to go on regular walks uh, and sort of, it also helps with um, uh, social um, involvement in life. You know, I also mm -hmm. go swimming on a regular basis, not only for the, uh, the physical benefits, but also for the social benefits as well. So for me personally, I live my life by a motto that I've coined that says always active because, you know, my grandmother tells me if I don't use my muscles, I lose them. So swimming and walking is big for me and it's sort of uh, my happy place and how I find my personal center as well. 
I like that. And I like what your grandmother said, because I, I was speaking to someone earlier today when we were having a health talk. And I said to him, if you don't use it, you will lose it because it turns into atrophy and certain things like that. But what I really wanted to know from you is what would you give yourself on a molecular level to help create the oxygen is necessary? Not no. just. Yeah, go ahead. Not just you know, being socially active and walking and things like that. But obviously we know that our organs and our cells require certain things. Have, have you even dived in to find out what you can do to increase more oxygen flow? Well, yeah, I eat a lot of, of eating uh, fruit seems to help me. So I try to have apples and grapes and, and all of the necessary fruits in order for me to be uh, successful and you know one of the things that that also affects me is endurance so I try to also um, lift weights and do everything from a natural perspective uh, that will make my body uh, feel uh, as active in it for lack of a better term alive as possible because mm -hmm. uh, health for me has to be a, a top priority because if it isn't um, I disintegrate faster uh, than right. a lot of people if I don't put health as one of my top priorities so right sales re don't rejuvenate as quickly as is necessary so you know I, as as I like to give I'm just giving what I know from my perspective to you I would give my body knowing that I these are my uh, abnormalities. I will give my body more, an abundant amount of things that's going to produce the oxygen, like the beats and things like that, probably more than I would give my body anything else, because all that's going to do is enhance. And what you don't use, you will excrete it out anyways. But it's always better when you have an abnormality to give your body an abundant amount versus not enough at all. So there's a whole different uh, protocol that uh, individuals such as yourself should be following right in line with your walking and being, you know, socially active with other individuals. Yeah, again, it goes back to what I always tell people that we make uh, time for the stuff that's important to us in life. And for me, health is certainly one of those. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, my final question for you, Liddell, has to do with your own personal and uh, professional legacy and how you may want that to be defined. I haven't really thought about it that much. My legacy, because I do have two boys. I have an 8 and a 12. And for me, I want them to grow up and know that their father did something for every individual, doesn't matter what race, because it was given to him from the creator. And I just followed my passion. So for me, my legacy to think about it now is when people hear my name, they, they will say that that man had a good heart and he did whatever he could to help enhance people in general, either on a spiritual level or on a molecular level with their yeah. health. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, I have to tell you, you certainly uh, brought value to uh, my life through uh, engaging in conversation with me today. And I want to thank you for your work in the area of health, wellness, and fitness. And for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. I, I really appreciated being here to um, speak with you.